Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolaitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do somewhere! out there is absolutely gorgeous i'm a good eight and a half pounds lighter after getting that uh, stomach virus that's uh, been going around gonna thank the kids for that if you got kids you know man once that stuff starts spreading you're they're bringing it home you're getting it don't matter yeesh tough it was like a dude that norovirus thing man is no joke if you've ever had it before it's like easily easily top five worst i've ever been sick I did that Friday night. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, hopefully, I pray for you that uh, this, uh, it, it don't go down like that for you, all right? All right, good show today. We've got so much stuff to discuss. It's impossible for me to get everything that we need to discuss done, but I'm going to do my best, okay? Some of the stuff I'm going to try to save for some uh, some. Interviews later on this week. We'll see. Uh, let's go and get started with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. Weather darn near 70 out there. We're 90 days from the Indy 500 today. Let's go. Purdue men's hoops, 84-76 over the Michigan Wolverines yesterday. Zach Eady with a big number there, 35-15. and That moved him into second place all-time in Purdue history in terms of points scored. He's also moved into the top 15 in Big Ten history in points scored. He needs 125 to tie Rick Mount for the title. Edie's got three more Big Ten games, at least one Big Tourney game, and at least one NCAA game remaining. So that's five. So you do the math. You average 25 points a game, you're there. Seven more games, he would need just 18 points per game. I believe he's averaging just about 24 right now. So yeah, he's right there. You give him an extra Big Ten game, uh, you get him out of the first weekend, and that's uh, absolute trouble. That thing's going down. Meanwhile, Boiler's magic number to share the Big Ten title is now one game. Two games gets them the title outright with three games left to play. A loss by Illinois would also help in matters. Boilers host Michigan State on Saturday. The Illini will host Minnesota on Wednesday. Yeah, you get an Illini loss coupled with a Purdue win, and then it is over. It's all ours. You know Purdue's schedule, but uh, the Illini of Minnesota at Wisconsin on Saturday. They host Purdue next Tuesday. They wrap it up next Sunday in Iowa City. It was a good Sunday for uh, Purdue Athletics. Women's hoops. Gets a win over Wisconsin, 79-55. to 
where you had four players finish in double figures with Abby Ellis and Caitlin Harper combining for 40 points. Purdue will return to Mackey. Last time for senior night on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. tip-off against Penn State. Freshman Moira Polar ties the Purdue record with two home runs in Purdue's 13-6 victory over SIU in the Michelle Short Memorial Classic Tournament finale. The win produced seventh of the season, 7-5 now on the year. Boilermakers return to action on Friday. They'll be in Huntington, West Virginia for the Marshall Thundering Herd invite. Ten-run fifth inning in Purdue baseball. Ten-run rules George Mason on Sunday in seven to improve to six in two through their first two weeks. Connor Caskanet went three for four, two runs, two ribbies. Luke Gaffney, another multi-hit, multi-RBI game for him. Next weekend, Boilermakers are back to North Carolina for three games in the Keith LeClaire Classic. Purdue faces East Carolina, Southern Louisiana, and Cal State Fullerton. There's a name. Over to high school, busy weekend where the Harrison Boys Swim and Dive team took home seventh at the IHSAA State Swim Championships. They put together over a 100-point performance. That's pretty big. Matthew Klingy led the way. He won both the 50 and 100 fly titles. In the 53, Klingy very close to Drew Kibler's state record. By the way, that dude is a world record holder now as part of a 200 free relay team. And he's swimming for the Longhorns. Klingy cemented himself as one of the best swimmers to ever come through the IHSAA. The Harrison Medley Relay. That's five individual titles for him, right? And then uh, the Harrison Medley Relay has uh, fifth. 200 free relay comes in second overall. Clingy's leadoff time in that 200 free relay would have been the second fastest time in the event all weekend, which would have been behind his own 50 free time in the finals. Crazy. Uh, Elijah Bloom, uh, a bit short of making the finals in the 200 free for Harrison. Other local swimmers uh, included Jeff Diver, Josh Thomas, 24th, and uh, Anthony uh, Korniak uh, was 23rd. In the 500 free, neither made it to Saturday. Harrison gymnast Micah Wright repeated as the all-around sectional champion. And uh, the Harrison Raiders, though, falling four-tenths of a point shy of their fifth straight sectional title. They will move on to the regionals. Uh, combining uh, The combine, sorry, is uh, here in Indy this week. That's right. They're headed out here. Some of the draft's top players uh, will be in attendance, but... Won't be working out. Those names include Caleb Williams, a target at number one overall for the Bears at quarterback, possible trade candidate uh, there too in uh, terms of uh, that first overall pick. And then Martin Harrison Jr. will also not do drills. They're both slated to do workouts during their team's pro days. If you're looking to enjoy the combine on your television, well, you'll have to wait until Thursday. That's when it kicks off with defensive linemen and linebackers at 3 p.m., Friday, defensive backs and tight ends at 3 p.m. Saturday, it's your running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers at 1 p.m. And then Sunday, we wrap it up with the O-linemen at 1 o'clock. Over to some baseball and spring training where the Cubs are off to a 2-1 and start. They'll take on the Royals today. Uh, Aiden Wesneski is on the mound as the starter. Seiya Suzuki will get his first taste uh, of action as well. 
This all on the heels that the Cubs have re-signed Cody Bellinger to a three-year, $80 million deal. The deal with opt-outs uh, after the first two seasons. Bellinger led the team last year in home runs, RBIs, average, and slugging was second in hits and runs. And uh, there you go. That will do it. That is today's Need to Know news for this uh, Monday, the 26th of February. All right. Look, good spots today, right? We're feeling it. We have got um, good weather. We got Boilermaker wins. We got the combine going on. I mean, just it's all good vibes right now. All great vibes. I get great vibes with my Xfinity internet as well at home. It's just everything is so connected. That's what I love about it. It's connected, right? My TV, all my apps, the Wi-Fi is good to go. Like, I'm ready to go. It's just so easy. Anytime I need to find something. And I had a rough weekend, too. Because I got two kids sick. I get sick. Like, it's tough. So I need easy. I need quick. I need things to work. That's why I love my internet and X5 from Xfinity. Reliable connection for all my devices, even when everyone's in on, is online, right? So if I get to sit in the bathroom with poor Charlotte with a tablet so she can watch one of her shows, kind of keep her happy while she's going through it, man, I need that. You need that kind of stuff, don't you? You need that reliability, especially when you get the kids involved like I do, man. Get to do more of what you love with the fastest internet. That's why I trust Xfinity. You should check them out too. Listen, so easy. Call 1-800-XFINITY. Go to Xfinity.com or visit a store today for details. It's a really nice one on 26 too. Oh, you got to go over there and check it out. Based on Xfinity's fastest available download speeds. So make sure you check them out. All right? It was seriously... So clutch this weekend when I had to deal with sick kids. And I could actually stay in bed and watch something for a little bit, too, because I wasn't feeling good. Look, we're going to take a little break. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to come back. Purdue up to number two in the AP poll. What are we looking at this week? What's important? What happened at Michigan? How we feeling? Let's get into all of it. Let's talk some Purdue hoops. When we come back, it's the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer and 1017. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Back at it, Jared Jessalatis here with you. You can always reach out to the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead text line at 765-447-4080. That number again is 765-447-4080. Purdue up to number two in the latest AP poll. And oh, by the narrowest of margins. I'm not kidding. One point. They trump UConn. One point. Uh, they got four first place votes. UConn got five. Houston got the rest. Uh, yeah, I can see how Houston's going to get there. Here's the thing with the poll. And if you've listened to the show, you know, at this point, it just don't matter anymore. I think the committee knows. Committee gets it. Uh, I try not to, at this point, 
I've learned that there's just too much bias in a lot of AP voters to get this completely right. Like, I'm not going to chide AP voters for arguing who should get these first place votes and those first three. I, I think it's pretty it's pretty clear. Even if you look at the records, right? Houston's twenty four and three, Purdue's twenty five and three, UConn's twenty five and three. Tennessee's at fourth at twenty one and six, along with Marquette at five, same record. Arizona at twenty one and six. Kansas twenty one and six. Iowa twenty one and six. North Carolina twenty one and six. Duke twenty one and six. Auburn, you guessed it, twenty one and six. Creighton, it's twenty and eight, but it would be really funny if it was twenty one and six and we made it all the way down to twelve, but you get my you get my drift. You know, there's you can do some, but the top three, that's fine. I get there's going to be some regional bias once you get in there. You cover certain teams more. You watch certain teams more. And I told you, if you follow me on Twitter, at Jared on 1017, you know that I already had signaled out a couple of guys that get AP votes that it wasn't. It wasn't going to happen for them. They, they weren't going to put Purdue in, the, in a place where they should be. But it, it just, it's almost pointless. There is one guy, like I said, he writes out of Cleveland.com who had Purdue down at 7th. It's the most laughable, most laughable AP ballot that I've seen, and I've I've read Bozich's, who even moved them up at least a spot this week. But you'll see a lot in the blogs ask you what the Stephen Means guy is doing, what he's thinking, what's his problem, why has he got to hate Purdue so much? Why does he hate Purdue? I don't know. Now, in his defense... When Purdue was getting all first and you know first and second place votes, he's in there. I don't think he's given Purdue a number one vote all season. Wasn't there there, there was a? Well, didn't we have one one? We didn't get uh, one week where we had all the number one picks, right? I'll have to go back and check and see if he's actually ever voted Purdue as number one. But he's an Ohio State guy. The, the The ballot this week is so laughable. It was seven last week. He's got a seven here again today. But he has you be, has us behind Tennessee, who you've beaten, and you have half as many losses, and you've played one more game. Behind Iowa State again, who lost last week. Purdue, half the losses, and an extra game. Behind Marquette, who they've beaten, half the losses, one extra game. Behind Arizona, like, I'm okay if you put us in at three. But it's it's just weird that some guys can do that. And again, it's a slim margin between second and third. It's, it's, it's one point. That's it. One, one point. So part of me almost wants to know what the logic is behind it. I like I'd like to hear just how much you 
are not going to look at any kind of metrics or fundamentals or understand the Big Ten, which you cover, and then just go, eh, you lost to Ohio State, and I just think you're way worse right now than all these teams who you have better records in, who you've also beaten at one point. My eyeballs say something different. i just like to hear the reasoning behind it. But Purdue with the big win out there in Michigan. Again, not easy to win on the road. Sounded like Mackey did not get off to a tremendous start shooting the basketball. But as Purdue does, they do find ways to win. And that's exactly what they did. 84-76 to that final. Zach Eady, they had absolutely no answer for. Not that any teams really do. But 35-15 and is pretty darn good. Lance Jones had 15. Purdue shot 47%. After that rough start, not great from three, 7-24. Perhaps the defense lacking a little bit. The Wolverines shot 48%. 42% from three is really what kept them in it. And Purdue went on the road and got a victory, right? I mean, that's the important thing. I know it was a 13.5-point spread. Some people think that eight points just isn't enough. I don't know what to do for you. That's the case. I don't know what to do for you. But again, Zach Eady, very good. 7-11 from the free-throw line. 14-18 of 18 from the floor. Poor Fletcher Lawyer had two three-pointers knocked down in that game. Finished one for five, but they called the one back for the foul uh, underneath the hoop. <laughs> Felt bad for him. But you could feel how good it was when that one three did go down. No, he finished with nine. We're going to continue to have this conversation about him all the way until he you know, puts up 15 again or something, aren't we? About whether or not There should be some kind of adjustment. How do you get more Cam Heidi minutes? How do you get more Mason Gillis minutes? How can we get Miles Colvin in? That's going to be the talk there. Only 10 bench points in that game, by the way. Eight of them came from Mason Gillis. Cam Heidi, 19 minutes, had two rebounds, two points, two fouls. I know a lot of people are just clamoring for all that extra time for him after the uh, was the 18 points that he put up on Thursday. He told you it was great performance. And he's a kid that's got a lot of great pieces. Boy, when he puts it all together, it's going to be special for him. But the thing was, it, it, there's the consistency, right? I don't know what the expectation is for Cam. I love what he can do. I think he's got an an enormously high ceiling. But when we had Alan Karpik on the basketball show earlier this week, you know, he spoke about Fletcher Lawyer's basketball IQ. We've spoken about that first unit works because it is designed to get Zach Eady the ball and to put him in the best position to score. That's all, all those guys out there, and that's what they do. And that those guys that came out on the second unit were much more put together for what they needed to do. 
and how they score. And that's how those two units work, I think. They really shortened up that bench in this ballgame. That's another thing that stood out that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about after this game. Look, you look at this. We had four guys come off the bench and play. Bench minutes. Four. Cam Heidi, Kayla first, Mason Gillis, and Ethan Morton. First got two minutes. Ethan Morton played three. That's another thing this week. We'll have to ask people like Sam King that we got on. Allen. What to take away from that? Is that is there going to be a little bit of a shortening of a bench? But yeah, 38 minutes for Zach Eady, 39 minutes for Braden Smith, 34 minutes for Lance Jones. Whew. It's a good thing we don't play till Saturday. But Purdue gets the win. The magic number uh, to solely clinch is two more wins. One win to share. And then, of course, if Illinois loses against Minnesota on Wednesday, right? That's a share of the title right there, at least. Then you just need one more win to take it home. So that's very exciting stuff. Could be able to do it in Mackey against Michigan State. We'll see if that comes to fruition. The other big thing in basketball, too, this weekend was the talk about the court stormings again. You may remember Matt Painter brought this up because, you know, he talks about his seniors have only known court stormings and losses, road losses. It's happened in every one of those games, and he was an advocate that the league teams needed to do a better job at protecting players, bench personnel, all these folks during the court stormings. said, don't need to outlaw it. But we need to do a better job at protecting players. What happened? Kyle Filipowski. Now some people are out here saying, well, he made contacts. Man, I'll tell you what. You're just trying to get back there. I actually, as, as much as I don't like that, I almost don't blame them too. That's a mass of humanity coming at you, and you don't know what anybody's intentions are. Flop or not, these things can be avoided. They did at Ohio State. Did Ohio State have a whole bunch of guys out there get roped off, protect these folks? I get it. It's part of the majesty of college basketball. It's for the lesser programs. But people are just coming up with these insane, insane uh Reasoning. Jay Bills wants everybody arrested or whatever. That works. Look, I, I don't think it's that hard. I think announcements the last 10, 15 seconds as reminders to please don't do this. You'll be able to do it as soon as we can do this. I don't, it's, it's not that hard. I think if you, if you communicate with, because this is student sections that do this, right? If you communicate with your student sections and tell them, yes, you can come down and be a part of that after this, or please allow us to do this and then you can do it. 
I think they don't have a problem with that. It's just got to be communicated to them. And in a world, too, now where we've injected gambling um, into uh, into sports, and it made that so much easier, and I'm not going to blame this on the evils of gambling, but people got future bets, man. You you don't think somebody with a lot of money riding on something that has a uh, a straight shot at Zach Eady wouldn't try to? Oh, I sorry, I tripped and fell into your knee. I hate to say there's people with the very you know nefarious intentions, but you know they are. I look at Twitter. You see, I mean, can you imagine being a player and read the stuff that you see on on Twitter and, and social media about you and what people would do to you and stuff like that, and then you're coming face-to-face with that kind of humanity, something, you know, you need to be, they need to be separated. These people and the players and coaches, they got to be separated. It's doable. It's very doable. You just have to communicate with your student sections and let them know what the expectations are. And I think if you sat them down at the beginning of the season and said, hey, listen, if we come into this scenario and you're thinking about doing it, we need to make sure this stuff is in place. Talk to your student section leaders before games where you feel like, hey, this is possible because this is a top 10 team. Maybe even set the rules. Top 10 teams only. How about that? We beat a top 10 team, you can do it. And then if one comes in, you sit down, you talk about it, remind the rules, this is the procedure, we want to do this so everybody stays safe. Because not only the players, man, it's also the students. It's a mess of humanity. Somebody trips and falls and gets tramped on. Or worse yet, an athlete feels threatened and injures dude. I don't want to see any of that stuff. No, it hasn't happened yet, but you really want to sit around and wait for it to happen when all you could do is just communicate with the students. And you can have the same visuals and you can have the same euphoria and still keep everybody safe. It's not some massive police presence and security presence. It's literally about communicating with your students in your student section. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come right back. Got plenty more Hammer Down Show for you next on 1017 The Hammer. Hey, welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 com. All this stuff happening uh, over the weekend. And then, of course, the uh, combine getting fired up here uh, earlier or earlier today. Now, they're not going to do any of the competing, but everybody's in town. There's measurables, you know, that get done. There's interviews and things of that nature. It's a, it's a whole big to-do in Indianapolis. Nobody does it better, except all those people that have to fly in from L.A. get all upset. And then we have this, oh, should Indianapolis host it ever again? Yeah, they should. But there is one thing that kind of went a little, I should say, under the radar. Because... It happened so late on Friday. You know, it's that kind of news dump day.
But it happened on Friday, and it, it, it really it shocked a lot of people. But it really, in, in my estimation, should have not. A federal judge who heard a case from Tennessee and Virginia on NIL has basically neutered the NCAA's enforcement of NIL rules, what little still existed. Only athletes before this, only athletes enrolled at a school could make NIL deals with folks. Now, you've turned it really into the wild, wild west. There are no rules. There's nothing. And people, I, I, I saw it all the things like, oh my gosh, this is... Uh, no, what, all this money flying around, don't have to worry about portal and stuff. You just do these things. Folks, they were doing this before. That's part of the reason why these schools brought this, because they were going to, especially Tennessee, they were going to get in trouble for this stuff. Tennessee Attorney General, we will litigate this case to the fullest extent necessary to ensure the NCAA's monopoly cannot continue to harm the Tennessee student-athlete. The NCAA is not above the law. <laughs> Spoken like folks who continually break the law. At least the NCAA's. I mean, at least there's, there's tampering rules in... In, you know, the NFL, the NBA and stuff. Here, I, there's n nothing. And this is a great example of uh, the, the classic Jeff Goldblum line in, in Jurassic Park. Your scientists uh, were so preoccupied whether or not they could, they didn't, didn't stop to think if they should. Now, there's got to be at least some kind of understanding here that uh, in the middle of the season, we're not out here just contacting all these other teams and just trying to cherry-pick all their people all throughout the seasons. Like, everybody's playing on a one-year deal type deal unless they want to... Like, this, is, this is crazy. But folks, this was already happening. You just had a player who left Purdue for an SEC team, right? Who said it was a business decision that he got into the portal. And then here comes all the details. Of the, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're admitting this stuff. Why are you outraged? You knew this was happening. Now it's at least legal across the board, so to speak. But that doesn't take away that That just seems like a terrible idea in my estimation. I mean, that's even... I thought you know, Coach Hurley at UConn had that great little speech 
it was him, right, a couple of weeks ago, talking about kids that are going to be like on their on their fifth season and four coaches. Like, how do you develop as a person? How do you develop as a player under those type of circumstances? If that's what you're doing. And I guess my thing here is, I'm not, again, I'm not against these kids making money. But also, you, you have this you have this tremendous opportunity. And I think you're shorting yourself because now people who didn't want you before now saying, well, now I do want you, I'll give you money, and you'll forget about why I didn't want you before. Like, things have changed, now I want you type deal. I mean, maybe you're okay to sign up for that, but is that, are those the people that develop you in life? And you have such an opportunity, so many resources here, and to jump around and do this, you just don't see a whole lot of people that leave programs three or four times and all of a sudden become superstars, right? And I feel like the more jumping you do, the more apt you are to get taken advantage of. Don't, I, I think if everybody, almost everybody agrees, maybe except for the athlete, that there's got to be some kind of regulation in order to protect them and take care of them in the right way. Whether that's closing the, you know, the portal down to not make it, you know, hey, you jump in as many times as you want, you go play. If we have to go back and do something like that, although I don't know that we can with this ruling either. And something has to get done for the future of the student athlete. I'm very much thinking of them. And I know some are going, oh, yeah, no, please take money out of my, you know, take money out of my pocket. That really does what's good for me. Maybe. I see a lot of people, the more money you have, the more apt you are to go and spend it and spend it on things that are probably not going to benefit you long run. All these student athletes that are making six, seven figures, I want to see them be able to have access to people who have fiduciary responsibilities to them, who can advise them and teach them about the pitfalls. Do you guys not watch the Johnny Manziel thing? And see the hangers on, the people that become uh, complicit, become yes men just to try to keep you happy because you can play that sport. Do you really think that's good for you? I can't imagine it's a great scenario for an 18 year old athlete with six, seven figures in their pocket and nobody telling them no around them. That seems like a recipe for disaster. I know I've been an 18-year-old. Not have six figures in my pocket, but heck, I made some pretty, pretty decent uh, bad choices. I can't imagine the bad choices I would have made, not having any kind of idea what financial responsibility or any kind of that stuff is. They just need to be surrounded by the right people. That that is my concern here. And, and the more chaos that you inject into this, the more likely you are going to get used and abused. And it's going to be bad for the student athlete. That's just my feeling on it. But it is amazing to me that we we're, we're at this point now where it's just literally do whatever you want. I just can't see that ending well, 
not just for the and I'm done with this conversation. Hey, coaches go up and leave and they do all that stuff with the with with the things. That, yeah, that's great too. There's they, they also have things like buyout clauses too. You know, and the kids ain't gonna have no buyout clauses. It's a small look. It's a small argument that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. But I'm just saying, literally, it's free come, free go. There's no consequences as long as the check is bigger. I think it's going to continue to deteriorate the relationship between the college fan and the college athlete. I think it's going to get nastier. Fans are going to feel rejected because you'd rather go make another $100,000 than play for them who showed you all the love and donated their check to begin with so that you could get paid. It's just, it's just so many avenues for this to continue to get worse. Something has to get done before we cross a line where it's just... It becomes too toxic to fix. That continues to be my worry with that. All right. Everyone's house is different, but they're all the same in one way. They got that one place where the Wi-Fi, it just won't go. Maybe it's an attic. Maybe it's a basement. I told you, it was it was always Jet's room in the back of the house. Ugh. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you would worry less about these dead spots. Finally! With wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds throughout your home. You get reliable connection in every room. You get the power for all your devices, even when everyone is online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi, only from the Xfinity 10G network. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity for a reliable connection throughout your home, now through March 5th. Get gig-speed internet for $35 a month for 12 months when you add unlimited mobile. Plus, get Wi-Fi equipment included for two years. Go to Xfinity.com. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra and may change. Gig speed Wi-Fi requires gig internet and Xfinity gateway. After 12 months, internet increases to $60. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. Actual speeds vary. Don't you go anywhere. We're wrapping up the Hammer Down Show next on 1017 Hammer and 1017. A big thank you for tuning in today. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com with Jared Jessalitis. And let's get into some of the things that we may have missed. It is Combine Week, and uh, this great story here that the uh, NFL is, uh, this is from Pro Football Talks Twitter. The NFL shoehorning oversized bodies in the middle seat in coach for their flights to Indy for the scouting combine. You put the big uglies in the middle seat? Dude, they got three of them in, like, one row here. Like, how? How much money do you guys make? How, what, we just raised the salary cap 13-some-odd percent? We don't have enough money to at least put these guys some places in leg room? Come on, NFL. You gotta be kidding me. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. Congratulations to uh, Harrison's Riley Whitlock, named second team all state by the Indiana Coaches of Girls Sports Association. Did, uh, uh, was Adrian Tolan from uh, West Lafayette, did she end up on that list as well? I just saw the tweet. From Harrison. 
And the association's Twitter account is like super out of date. I would think that she would make it. I, again, I don't have the full list. I don't know where that's at. So uh, I'll check. Maybe I missed it on Twitter someplace, but if she did, and anybody else local, that's the only tweet that I saw. My apologies. But shout out to Riley. This video of Cam Newton taking on multiple dudes in a fight at some kind of like football event here. Is this what this is? What's wrong with people? It's an event for kids, and you're out here swinging fists. And Cam, how does it how does it escalate to something like that? How can you be such an infant? And I don't know if Cam's completely innocent on this. I only want to watch this, but it was all over my Twitter feed today. Why is this stuff happening? Rethink your life if you're showing up to a kids' football event and you feel the need to swing at a pro bowler. For any reason. Or to let it get to that. Good Lord. And finally. I mean it's all coming apart in Bloomington. I mean the Twitter discourse over the weekend was insane. I saw this today. Uh, somebody had put up a uh, a thing here. It was a look at Big Ten. Total stars based on recruits. And their relative Ken Palm ranking. Uh, Indiana. Most stars in the Big Ten at 46. Ken Bonds 105, Big Ten ranking is 12. Mike Woodson today on a Zoom call talking about how, you know, when things go bad, he points fingers at himself. Not all coaches will do that, but he's not the one out there missing the jump shots, missing free throws. Sounds like you're pointing fingers at It's complete and utter meltdown. Now I see we have assembly calls out here tweeting about Liam McNeely in the 2025 mock draft. That's where we're at right now. Cannon Catchings is also on that, by the way. I mean, it's absolute insanity. Did you hear that uh, people were chanting at Bluebird this uh, weekend at Mark Cuban to buy out Woodson? I cannot believe this is where they are at right now. I just can't. It's I know in the back of your mind's like, it's kind of funny. It's a little bit sad, to be honest. And maybe when we get some more time, we'll all be able to figure out how in the world it got so bad so quickly. But to me, right now, I'm just like, it all happened so fast. Hey, I got to go. We're out of time here. I'll see you back here tomorrow, 3 o'clock, for another round of the Hammer Down Show. Is your stuff safe when no one's around to protect it? Haley's Lock Safe and Key will put together the perfect security system for your home, business, or light industry. And for as low as $18 a month, it's monitored. So when something happens, help is immediate. Haley's has been keeping your stuff safe since 1969. Haley's Lock Safe and Key. 415 North Earl Avenue in Lafayette and 200 West Spring Street in Crawfordsville. That's Haley's. Haley's Lock Safe and Key.